is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hello, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. I'm Brittany, and I don't know what Hallmark movies are. And this is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. You know, I knew it was going to happen eventually. You got the wrong Brittany Bristow, didn't you? She yeah. doesn't even know why she's here. Yeah. And she's still perfectly centered behind a, with, a, with a vacation photo in the background. Looks great. And yeah. has no idea why Thank she's you. here. We may as well make the most of it, Brittany. That's right. Just just do your best. Just kind of make it up as you go, and we'll go from there. We'll do what we can. We'll what we have. No one's gonna. Know. I was trying to come up with something cool, guys, and it just it didn't really. No, it was no, great. You no, stop. No, no, no. You it was, stop. It was awesome. We only use a, a affirming language here. That's right. We so would never. It was fantastic. <laughs> we would never. Brittany Bristow, thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> We're so excited for you to be here, and so excited for a tale of love. And that's T A I L because of pups, because of puppers, because of puppies, because yeah. of little puppies. How can you go dogs, wrong? Dogs have tails. That, that's oh my gosh! It's <laughs> I didn't put it together. It's not that like is? rat tail. It's not like a rat tail. You remember that haircut? Oh yeah. Maybe it's like you fall Chris in love McNally with a, a just has a, a rat nasty tail. rat tail. Yeah. <laughs> it's this but weird... how good would it be? Oh, oh my gosh! He'd pull it all the way off. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, Chris, if anybody could. If you're listening. Chris, dude, just do it. That's the sequel, Tale of Love 2, Rat Tail. I can't believe Rat Tails were a thing. <laughs> I can't either. I remember being like six in 1989 and looking around going, we're doing this, huh? We're like, even at six years old, I thought it was a dumb and idea. And you were six in 1989, huh? Yeah, I'm old. Old fart. It is what it is. Oldie. Just I wasn't alive yet. Yeah. Hey! Neither was Bran. When were you, can I, when were you born? How old are you, Brittany? <laughs> I'm old. Um, no, I was born in 1990. Okay, okay so yeah. I'm 32. Okay, okay. 92 for brain over there. Yeah, 1992. I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> I just turned 30. So we're doing great. And are. look at and look at all that we've accomplished in our in our 30 30s so yeah, far. That's right. Yeah, you're. I'm, I'm like alive. Yeah. Um, True. So that's that. I'm winning there. You made the jump that not many make, and we'll get to it later. Which is Hallmark sidekick to Hallmark leading lady. That's I right. mean, I that is worth talking about and that I don't want to jump great. ahead, but like that is a big deal. There, that doesn't happen all the time on the Hallmark uh, channel. So congratulations there. You did do that in your, Thank basically you. in your thirties and in your twenties, you did that. Yeah. So God bless you. That's right. Take Thank that. You. Yeah, um, so let's positivity. That's, <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's don't <laughs> listen to any of the reviews of any of your movies. Just let me tell you how wonderful you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go way back 30 something years tell us about okay. um where you were born and um what it was like to be Brittany as a child and how you got into acting okay um well i was born in toronto ontario in 1990 in the middle of a snowstorm in february um being a small Brittany was entertaining for me and frustrating for everyone around me um <laughs> Uh, my parents always joked that I was like immediately a performer. My first word was hi. And I was just saying it to everybody. Just jazz hands, um, little baby jazz hands. Are you, uh, hello. Are you the youngest? I am. Yeah. yeah. yeah I have an is. older sister. She's 10 years older than me. Okay. Um, yeah. And she is a chemical physicist. Oh my gosh. So, She's the worst. Oh, already. I'm just like, we're yeah. both babies of the family too. Yeah. Brittany, so we're already, we're all, the, we are all the Brit. best. Yeah. We're team Brit already. Yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. Sweet. Physicist. I mean, my sister's Ugh. super cool. Wow. It's also annoying because like she's really smart and she can sing and she's a really good painter Gosh. and she's cool. Like oh. it's just, she got all the stuff. Physicists yeah. can't Anyways. be cool. That's not fair. That's, That's not. an unfair advantage for the rest of us. Right. <laughs> I would agree. So you just walked into every room cool. searching for a camera and a microphone. Like you were ready to like perform. Oh yeah. No, a hundred percent. I mean, my parents have this hilarious picture that they show to anyone who will look at it of me quite young. I think I was like four or five. And they were trying to have a conversation and I just would not shut up because (laughs) (laughs) that's who I am. And, um, and they looked at me and they said, Brittany, we need you to be quiet. We're trying to have a conversation. So I looked at them and I kind of coyly turned around and I walked up the stairs and I came back downstairs with a bandaid over my mouth and I just (laughs) stared at them. 
was me as a child. Yeah. Really fun to have around. Not, him, sure. not extra at all. No, you're like a five-year-old no. performance artist. And so, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Did your Thank parents, you. did they yeah. realize we've got to get all this energy and like funnel it into like dramatic <laughs> arts? Or did you discover that just like by happenstance at school? So it's actually kind of funny. So my parents, I think, knew that I needed a lot in terms of getting my energy out. So I was dancing and they took me to try out gymnastics, which I immediately hated um, and, you know, kind of gave me all these opportunities to play around and figure out what I enjoyed the most. And I was at a ballet class, if you can count it that when you're six and just like running around a room screaming. Um <laughs> And somebody came into the studio and was like, hey, we're looking for little ballerinas for a commercial. So if any of the girls here want to audition for that, you know, just send them over here on this day. And I heard that and I was just like, <laughs> somebody saying, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I begged my parents with everything inside of myself uh, to let me go to that audition. And then I booked it and I was what? just like, overwhelmed yeah they had like 10 little ballerinas that they had it was for a bank called cibc which is a canadian the best bank, bank. Yeah, the best bank. Bank. i mean you can yeah, trustworthy just, is what they are yeah the bank where you can get stuff like places to put your money that's right um, but why did they need really a six-year-old in the bank Ballar were you getting getting a loan <laughs> i'd like to apply for a loan <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's a baby Sir? bank <laughs> I'm here to apply for my mortgage. Um, <laughs> that would be funny. It would be. Uh, but baby no, bank. So I, yeah, right? Baby I love it. It's a great bit. We We're going to send that to SNL because that's a great sketch. Yeah. And ben they can ben have it. on it. Should yeah. be on it already, yeah. right? Can I, can I go? Can I go? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I did that commercial and then uh, the rest was really downhill for my parents because I was in love with acting. And, um, Suddenly, my mother and my father were having to wake up at like four thirty in the morning to take me to set because God I just bless wanted to do it so badly, the good and news they were is, wonderful and supportive. At that point, six-year-old Brittany, so sister mm -hmm. is sixteen, probably can drive a car mm -hmm. and is on her yeah. way to being a physicist. They really don't have yeah. much to do there; like they've done their work there. So yeah. at least there was just one to give this attention to that that needed yeah. it on this front. What was the next thing you booked? Did you book right right away, or was it so? I did a ton of commercials. I was at a period where like I couldn't audition for anymore because I was in so many that they weren't willing to. Most like, embarrassing commercial, most embarrassing commercial catchphrase that you remember <sighs> that you had to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, there's a cough medicine called Dimatap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It well. Um, and Great. I think I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like 11 years old. And I did this commercial where the dad was supposed to be sick and I was sitting on the floor in front of the couch with my, my pretend brother. And my mom was on the couch beside my pretend dad and mom too. And he grabs the remote and changes the channel. And I go, must be feeling better now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that commercial haunted me. Got because, yeah. Just such a good little actor. Zinger. Um, yeah, so whew, <laughs> she knows how to cough medicine you. And um That sounds more like and, a lifetime movie, Brittany. <laughs> right. <laughs> you are correct. That's true. Um but yeah, so I, I did that and then um when I went to high school, I went to a private performing arts school, kinda sorta. Um and on my third day of school, one of the grade eleven boys recognized me from the Dimatap commercial. Oh. And then my nickname became Dimatap and was Dimatap until I graduated when I was 18. Oh my gosh. That's unfortunate. Yeah. They That's called unfortunate. you yeah. Dimatap? Did that they like fill your locker with cough medicine? But Dimatap is know. more syllables than Britney. Isn't it? That's like, right, that's yeah. yeah, I was like, why are we? And then they were like, can we call you Dimey? And I was oh. like, I mean, could you, could you not? But sure. <laughs> what about Dima B? So yes. I mean, that would work too. I don't Literally know. anything. We'll, we'll, cool we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll bring it back. Don't worry. Yeah. Let me, can we I can ask, work on it. so you're, we'll get to this when we talk about a tale, the, the dog mm -hmm. movie, but, um, like that's a family affair. Your dad does yeah. stuff. Like he's a director, yeah. I think, or something like that. Yeah. So was he at this point when you were a six year old auditioning, was he a director or did you do work? And he was like, man, this is pretty cool. <laughs> so my dad was actually an actor way before. Okay. Um, okay. He, yeah, so he went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Pasadena. Wow. Um, that was where he graduated from, and he was an opera singer and an actor. Wow. Um, he's a pretty impressive dude. Yeah. 
Um, and he, he knew he wanted to get back into the arts. He'd stopped acting. He, he basically got offered to do Phantom of the Opera on Broadway and he turned it down because he didn't want to leave my mom. Oh God. Was he going to be the Phantom? Yeah. What? Original. We have the original Phantom mask in our house actually, or they have it in their house, my house growing up. And it used to scare the living daylights out of me because they put it in a window and the moon would shine through and the moon would shine through the eyeballs of the mask. And I, it was really Terrifying. nightmare-inducing for me as a small person. And but, clearly, you're over um, it. I can cool. tell. Yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid of the dark. <laughs> no, not at all. That's crazy. That's fantastic, yeah. but also unbelievable. He could have been Phantom on Broadway. Yeah. So did he stop? Yeah. Did he have a period where he like got a day job, like doing taxes or something? Or <laughs> has he- no? So he um, he he then started like <laughs> I know, right? And you don't just, just do into, taxes. Like, well, it's it's either I'm the Phantom or I'm doing. Oh, taxes. I've got to go get a full CPA <laughs> license. <laughs> There's no in between. Right. Let's be honest. That's here. right. Um, no, so he uh, he actually started working in real estate development a little bit, and then very quickly was like, I hate this. Yeah. And um, went back into the film industry, but started producing more. Um, and then my mom, who was a social worker um, and a therapist for a long time, she also had a small array into real estate. Um, and then she used all of her skills from social work and from her years as a therapist within hospital uh, world and all that jazz to, uh, to write a, book series for teens about like peer pressure and underage drinking and all that stuff. And my dad was like, we should turn this into a series. So they ended up doing an educational series together. And that's how my mom started into the, and that's how Degrassi got started. That's Degrassi. That's Degrassi. (laughs) Unbelievable. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Everyone in everyone in Canada works on Degrassi. It's wild. I I never did. Wow. You didn't. You tried though, didn't you? I did audition for it. Right. Did so, you? You also, based upon your uh, a quick cursory glance of your IMDb, have not. You're the one Canadian that has not been on Supernatural either, which is wild. Yeah, no, I haven't done that. That's, I have done Murdoch Mysteries though. Murdoch which Mysteries, which is just like if you're Canadian. Yeah, I don't know what that and is. You think about acting. You've yeah. done an episode of that. Classic show. Murdoch Mystery. So you get out yeah. of your performing arts school and then you mm-hmm. jump into full time acting immediately, or. What? So you did I mean, taxes. You. <laughs> I, d- I did. I did my taxes. I did my taxes. And then I found out that the government was like, hey, you didn't pay taxes for the last six years. And I was like, yeah, because I wasn't working. That's right. Anyways. But you still got story. free health care, didn't you? Didn't you? Sure did. Yeah, that's right. Hey, can I just tell you? <laughs> I know firsthand this year how helpful that is on my taxes, my friend. Yep. Only yeah. We don't need to get into it. We don't need to get into it. business and healthcare in the United States is a disaster. I'm just letting you know. But go ahead. We're doing, go ahead. We're doing fine. That's We're doing understandable. Great. I'm so sorry. That's fine. No, it's um, not about me. <laughs> I mean, it is. We can make it about you. Thank we can you. make it complete. Would you like to talk about your taxes? <laughs> we'll talk about it after. Later. We're Later. Fine. Okay. Fair. We're fine. Fair. I yeah. understand. So anyway, I, I did. You, you, you leave the school and you like... Yeah. You start going on auditions. Did you go to another acting school? What'd you do after well, basically high school? So what my high school was actually Canada's national ballet school, which of mm. course is the weirdest foray into academics as a young person possible, but super cool. Um, but I thought for a hot minute that I was going to be a ballerina. Mm. Um, and so when I graduated, I was kind of unsure as to what I really wanted to do, but I knew I really missed acting. So I decided to go, um, try to get an agent again and start doing some auditions. And I did do some work pretty early. Um, but after that first year, I was really struggling and I wasn't really working. So I, um, I started, uh, I went back to university and I studied film and then I got a job as a junior producer at a film company. And I started my own film production company that we ran for about a year and a half. And then both of us just got too busy. So we sort of just dismantled it. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of had this like interesting, super busy moment. And then like, absolutely nobody would hire me and then (laughs) (laughs) kind of got busy again. Um, but in that in between time, I did, um, a lot of training with Larry Moss in New York. He's amazing. And, uh, so I did a lot of work with him and I did some Shakespeare programs through the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York as well. Um, I had planned on going, to the American Academy in New York. Um, I got accepted there 
uh, three separate times I auditioned, but every time I auditioned, I got a job. So I had that like weird thing of like, well, do I go study for two years or do I do the thing that I'm trying to study to then be able to do? So I made the choice to, to do the thing. Yeah. I I don't know. It seems to have worked out okay. Yeah, seems like you're doing all right. Worked out better, but I'm happy with where I'm at. And then you got an offer to be the Phantom. Is that how I understand it? You, (laughs) yeah. yeah. And you turned it down too. Yeah, that's why. They called me and they were like, "Hey, your face is just like perfect, and your (laughs) voice is like the right cadence. We could just." Maybe yeah. get you in here. It's perfect. For you turn it down. Awesome. It's the Bristol yeah, way. It's like, the Bristol you way. know what, guys? <laughs> no. So what's the what's the most embarrassing audition you've ever been on, or just like classically bad? Like you left and went, "Wow, Brittany, what just happened?" <sighs> this I don't is have to this. Think about this one. No, you have a story in your head. You're like, should I tell it or not? That's what you're thinking, right? <laughs> So I have, I have two, oh God, I have two. Okay. Um, one, one was for a project where there was like a really inappropriate scene. Oh. Um, and one was when I was a kid. That's not really embarrassing for me, but also is embarrassing in general. Um, so the one I did when I was little, I ha- I was auditioning for this like one role, one like small line role in a movie. And I had to play dead. <laughs> And the director brought in six girls and six women to audition as their moms at the same time. And we all had to lie on the floor and just like <laughs> pretend to be dead. And, and the director just looked at me and he went, no, no, you can go. She, like, they looked eight. at you playing dead and, and they said, said get out. You can't do it. <laughs> you, you, cannot, you can't play dead. He you said, can't play dead. you can't do that. No, you can go. And I just remember being like, Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> All right. Was I laying Literally, wrong? Call me if you change your know. mind. <laughs> um, the other one was for a moderately inappropriate thing. What was it? What was it? There was, was it a, there was a sex scene in in the audition. What was oh. the TV show or movie? It was uh, it was for a web series in okay. Canada. It, yeah, and um, and they had for some reason they pulled this one scene for the audition. Okay. They went straight for the sex scene. Sex scene you do. the audition. Yeah. I, you might have so auditioned like, for a porn. <laughs> no, no, I promise it wasn't. It okay, was good. quite a funny. It was quite a funny show. And the only reason I was willing to audition for it because I don't really like want to do those kinds of scenes. They're right. so uncomfortable sure. and just like half the time completely unnecessary in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason I was willing to audition for it was because it was really funny. I was like, this is a, it's okay. so funny. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And then I went into the audition and I was like, this is humiliating. Oh, and I like had to pretend that I was doing that in the audition. Oh no. By myself. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. That's so totally that was really uncomfortable. Cow. And I left and was like fuchsia. It was just like, I'm, I need to, um, leave and never, never come back do yeah. That again. Yeah. And maybe move to Antarctica and <laughs> pretend I was never alive in the first place because man, that's terrible. And that was for the good yeah. witch, right? The good witch, uh, the movie, <laughs> right? Curse from a yeah. rose. Is that, is that the yeah. one? I thought it was for yeah. Saul, Saul, the journey to Damascus <laughs> is what I thought it was for. Um, yeah, the biblical movie. That's right. Um, that's really, really. What's wild to do is those kind of things. some of the stuff on your IMDb is Canadian because I've not heard of it. But mm. un- the, most of the stuff that I'm reading later on, like you don't have a lot of comedic roles. And it seems like comedy would be something that you would be really good at. Like you seem like you have really good timing. Right. You're quick witted. Like, is this just a matter of not getting the the callbacks on auditions for comedies and you do on dramas or is it just, I, what am I missing here? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, honestly, if we could figure it out together today, that yes. would be really lovely because I would really love to do comedy. Um, I think also to a certain extent, the opportunities to audition for things like sitcoms doesn't really exist in the Canadian industry. And, mm. um, you know, I do split my time between the States and Canada, but it, it's definitely a little bit harder coming in as a Canuck to be like, Hey, want to pay attention to me? And I'll make you laugh or something. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I would love to, I think it would be so much fun. I, I have such a dream of being in like a true, true, true romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love comedy. I, 
but I do tend to get more of the callbacks to the drama well, stuff. There's so many famous, funny comedian, like ca Canadian people that are funny. Like they mm -hmm. just, there's just so many. And I was listening to an interview with like, I believe it was Martin Short, who's from Canada. Mm -hmm. And he was yep. talking about how like when he and John Candy and all these guys were on, um, what is it? There was a show, SCTV, yeah. which is a Canadian yeah. skit show that like all of them would talk, Gilda Radner, they'd all talk about going to the States and then they would all just in their very Canadian way, just assume they've got funny people in the United States. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they've got funny yeah. people down there. We, we don't know if we're actually that good, which is just the opposite of in America. It's like, I bet we're as funny as those Canadians, but is that <laughs> something that's still pervasive? That idea that like, it's harder to come down to the United States to do comedy if you're from Canada? Because I, I don't know. I mean, I think to a certain extent, there's just, there's so many like little Canadianisms of all the actors <laughs> that I know. They're like, oh, I don't know if they're going to pay attention. Like I'm just from Alberta. And, <laughs> hmm. and like, we're all just kind of like afraid to go step in. And, and there's also from having been in American auditions to Canadian audition rooms, the, the actual environment's really different. Like in Canada, I have been in an audition room where like somebody forgot their sides and I'm like, Hey, I'm running in, like, give me two minutes and I'll go in and do my audition and come out and like, give them my sides so that they can go in. <laughs> wow. Whereas in the States, like you would never people death stare you yeah. and they're like, Oh, you're here for this. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> okay. And you're like, oh, really nice to meet, meet you. Yeah, man. And you just kind of like hide in a corner. It's just a different environment. And yeah. I think, um, a lot of Canadians aren't really like, it's, it's not what we're used to. So we go in and it's just very daunting. And I think it like gets into a lot of our heads. So the, the American side of the industry becomes like this really scary, like non-breachable thing. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's just my opinion of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just really scared of, <laughs> of it. Um, <laughs> Which is possible. So you had this uh, break where you kind of got more into the production side of things. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself because of that experience being more interested in the business side of things of the industry than a traditional actor without that experience would be? Uh, or do you, or Sometimes. did that scare you away from the business side of things? Um, a little bit of both, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, producing is not my favorite thing on the planet, but I do find it really interesting I also think for me, um, one thing that I really loved about learning everything I could about the industry was it gave me an opportunity to sort of be more aware of everybody's roles. Um, and it made me very aware of the fact that my role was no more important than anybody else's, which I think sometimes people lose sight of in any aspect of what they're doing. Um, so for me, like, understanding lighting and why you choose to do that thing and why you cover, you know, like all of these little aspects I grew to appreciate in a, in a much bigger way. Um, and I really like the idea of directing. I really like the idea of writing. Um, I do enjoy producing when I'm able to produce something that I really care about. Um, but there's a lot of nitpicky stuff that I'm just like, <sighs> So, is it one of those situations where with the detail stuff, you feel like if you, if you're invested in it, you have to be completely invested in it. So it's easier to just mm -hmm. come in and be like, all right, I'm going to do my scenes. I'm going to give the best I got. And then the director and editors and producers can take care of the rest of that. Because I can, I would imagine for me, if I would produce something and then I go in and I'm just an actor in my head, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions of why are they doing yeah. it this way? Or what's going like, do you find yourself doing that now that you you've produced something? Yeah, I definitely do. And like, if I notice that something's happening where we have to rejig a schedule because of rain or, you know, we need to move inside or we lost a location in my brain, I'm like, well, you could do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And I'm like, but I can't suggest that because I'm just a marker. Oh. Sorry. I'll be back here if you need me. Do you ever, uh, have you gotten to the point in your career with Hallmark where you feel like you know what they're looking for? And so if a director says, or a producer says, what if we did it this way? You're comfortable enough to go, ah, I really don't like that. Or do you just still, are you still there to do it however they ask? A little bit of both. I mean, I think that realistically, all of the people that Hallmark hires in terms of directors and writers and producers, like they all know, they all know what they're doing in such a great way. We all know when we walk on a set, what kind of movie we're making. Um, and as a result, I think, the opportunities are there to play a little bit. So a lot of the times you'll work with a director and they're like, Hey, why don't we do one that's exactly script 
we'll do one that's sort of just how you want to do it. And then like, I'll throw you an idea. So we get to play around a little mm-hmm. bit, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, I genuinely do feel like I've got sort of an understanding now, um, having done seven movies yeah. <laughs> I think it's seven. I just completely forgot how many I've done. Um, but it's a, it's a couple few more than five. Yeah. Um, well, some of these, I don't and, know if yeah. they're Hallmark or not, but like, like I've got Love Blossoms, the Good Witch TV show, yeah. Christmas yeah. Next Door. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a Jesse Metcalf. Yeah, we watched that one. Uh, sure is. That Royal Matchmaker. Is that a Lacey yeah. joint? Yeah. Um, love on Safari. Royal Matchmaker is Joy. Uh, yeah, Joy oh, Lynn. Joy. Joy Lynn's. Uh, yeah. L- love on Safari. That's, that's a not, Is that a Hallmark? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, Hallmark. Christmas at the Palace. Ooh, with Merritt yeah. Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, love, romance, and chocolate. That's Lacey Chabert. Yeah, a couple Hol- of Lacey movies. Holiday date. Yeah. yeah. Um, love and Whitbrook. Is that? That's not. That one's not. Yeah. No, I've done. Looks like it's got that vibe. A handful it's got that, that are, cover. Yeah, yeah, it's got that same romantic shenanigans. Let me. So you've uh, you've been doing it. Obviously, the whole. Well, how did you get involved with Hallmark? I. Th- one question that I have is I know that your dad is in in the mm-hmm. space now too, obviously. Yeah. And he's been for a few years, same as you. Yeah. How did that yeah. all come to be? I imagine there's some overlapping relationships and stuff yeah. like that. So I was in a position where I was being uh, put forward in terms of a person that the Hallmark could look at um, audition wise um, and real wise for Love Blossoms. And um, apparently just my first name was put above my reel. Like they just submitted six girls, first name, here's the reel, here's their picture, take Mm. a look at them. Um, And Hallmark chose me, which was amazing, very exciting. Um, And then they asked my parents to produce it and they didn't realize that we were related. Oh, wow. (laughs) So That's crazy. um, Yeah, so there's been a lot of overlap in that sense. Um, Was that your parents' first Hallmark as well? don't remember okay one of them though maybe it was one of the first yeah Yeah, it was one of the first ones that they had done and um yeah it was kind of funny because i got this opportunity and i was like okay well this is like a big deal for me like this is for a little canadian britney (laughs) doing you know her her canadian high school drama shows to like being hired by hallmark i was like i gotta really impress these people um and so I, I just wanted to put everything I had into the role. She wasn't like the biggest role, but she was around a lot. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do everything I can with this young woman. And um, <laughs> for some reason, they liked it. I mean, everyone that met me after that thought I was French for real, which was a huge compliment. Oh, you do an I, accent. Oh, can we hear a little yeah, bit? The rest of it. I and- honestly don't even know if I'm going to do it if I tried right now. I worked with an accent coach and everything. Like oh, cool. I went and I was oh, wow. like, I'm going to study French Belgian accents. Like, Man. let's do this. And for six weeks, I worked with an accent coach in I London mean, because God, I was like, I can't do badly. God bless you. You took Hallmark. so much more care than most in your position. <laughs> Hallmark didn't know what they had with you. They were just like, is this, is this girl from French? She did what? Six weeks of what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I got invited to this event that they have um, most years. I mean, they had it the last two because of COVID. TCA, but, um, whatever up The fronts, TCAs. Yeah. yeah, so I got invited to that. And I was like, me? They want me to go? Like, I'm not the lead. I don't understand. Well, okay. I was yeah. on my first red carpet ever. I Love told it. Andrew Walker this story so many times. I don't know. If I'm sure you've met Andrew Walker. Uh, he's been on our show like half a dozen times at least. Probably <laughs> he's dozen. so great. He's the best. And I have this like very embarrassing memory of my first red carpet ever. Just standing outside the TC is like terrified. <laughs> I'd done my own makeup. I had no idea what I was walking into. And I was just like vibrating. I was so cold <laughs> and terrified. <laughs> and I heard Andrew Walker talking about smoked meat from Montreal. And I was like, oh, you're from Canada? And, um, I like harassed him and then we talked about maple syrup and it was the most, uh, embarrassing moment I think I probably could have had. And I don't think he remembered it. Cause I mentioned it to him like a year later. He was like, Oh boy, like, you were the only person that talked to me, but also I think everybody was just busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like such a frantic mess. But when I met everybody, they were like, Kimmy, Oh, it's so wonderful to meet you. And I, I like said like, Oh, thank you so much for having me. And they're like, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from Canada. And they're like, oh, 
Mais moi, you're French. I was like, no. Oh, no. Man. Je ne peux pas parler français. <laughs> that that um, is, the, they, they invited her because they thought she was French, maybe. My They're yeah. like, this will help with the, di they were cool. the diversity. <laughs> the diversity. <laughs> yes. White, blonde, French, though. Yeah, she's French. Hear me out. French. French. Um, but yeah, and then they fantastic. just kept taking chances on me, and they were like, "Hey, you, go there." I was yeah, like, well, that was what I was going to ask you. Since we're here, you've got f at least five or six movies where you're, you know, three, mm -hmm. four on the call sheet. You're the yeah. sister, confidant, sidekick, best friend, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Can you give me some tips as like how to really do that well? Like what makes a character like that do their job well, stand out well, so it doesn't just get lost in the ether, but also doesn't take the spotlight from the main show it's a tough spot to be in yeah i think so if, if i'm gonna get real serious actory about it um my acting coach did tell he has this wonderful way of teaching where his whole thing is about the story itself and i think sometimes with hallmark movies people can take them not seriously what no yeah right get out of here speaking to somebody who might um <laughs> but I think for me, my approach with these has always been, okay, I'm going to give this movie all the respect in the world. I'm going to give these characters all the respect in the world. And my acting coach said, each character that you play deserves just as much respect as any person you encounter in life. Wow. Because they are a person, they're just not alive yet. And that's your responsibility. Mm. So you good. have to give them life. You Sheesh. have to give them a sense of humor. You have to give them the things that make them cry. You have to give them all of their, their personality traits, everything. And you have to honor what's been written. So in honoring the character for me, then I turn around and I go, okay, well, if I'm honoring the character, I also have to honor the person who I'm playing. I have to honor their place in this. So like, where do they fit in? Are they the funny person? Are they the person with the quips? Are they the person that this person will lean on and figuring out, who they are in each scenario and each situation really helps me in terms of making sure that I'm supporting the story because I've built a person that I believe is fully flushed out, which allows it to stand out. Um, but at the same time, I honor where the story's going and where all of the characters are going in terms of, you know, with Lacey and Love on Safari, for example, my character is very witty and she, you know, she's kind of funny and she teases her brother a bunch, but when it comes down to it, she's also got a big heart and she wants to be there to help guide this person that she can see is a little lost. So for me, that's really, that's why that I mean, six, six weeks of language class for a 15 day shoot. I mean, you were not messing around <laughs> like you were no. not messing around. I love it. That's no. fantastic. And, and I, I really love the prep aspect too. Like yeah. I'm working, I just got hired to do um, a, a film series um, of four films. It's sort of like these, these types of things, but it's about four friends and we each have a lead. Oh, um, oh that's great. And thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited. But for me, like the prep is the exciting part. So I get the binders and I have like all my sticky notes <laughs> and I go through and I like answer 50 questions. Like where were they born? What was their favorite song growing up? What are three things that will make you cry? Like this is I like a, almost really a method. This is like a method approach, but like happy method. Like you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. did you make people speak to you in French on that film? Like while <laughs> no. you were on set, was no. it a Daniel Day Lewis that's thing? Funny. Like like no. uh, uh, I, that uh, that that series you that wheel, if mm. you will, mm. <laughs> um, that you just talked about. Does that have a home yet mm. or no? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Well, because we're know, starting a network, so well, no, we are <laughs> interesting. It's good to know. You know, fancy. You yeah. started. You started in Hallmark in a world where the formula was so like scientific, where mm -hmm. you know the leading lady can have three or four traits, and the the guy yeah. can be handsome and have one or two traits, but can't really get in the way of that. And then the side characters, you know, really are there to deliver lines, and and mm -hmm. and, and like if we notice them. For our show, that's a bad thing. And the reality is, is yeah, we give these movies a hard time, but we're still looking at the craft of the film and, and can tell when people yeah. do what you do. But now in like the last three years, Hallmark has kind of opened up this playbook to where mm -hmm. there's multiple storylines, there's characters yeah. you can invest in that are six, seven, eight on the call sheet. How mm -hmm. exciting is that for you, who's someone who's jumped to leading lady status, which I'll get to in a second, but how is it exciting is that for you to see? Have you noticed, has that been a noticeable difference in the scripts you're seeing and the productions that you're on? Yeah, I think it's, um, it's actually something I really noticed with the films that I was doing is I was suddenly getting 
these roles where they were developed. I mean, Christmas at the Palace that I did with Merritt, I was brought on as number three, but my character had her own Mm storyline. I have my own love interest, everything. Like, I... I really noticed it for myself as somebody who was the secondary character for, for so many of them. And um, I felt really lucky that I was sort of being somebody that they were taking a chance on with these more developed characters. I think too, it really, um, it really plays to the fact that there are a lot of people who are incredibly talented and they, they are the secondary people and they have the opportunity to shine now. So it, it's giving in a lot of ways, companies like Hallmark, it's giving them an opportunity to see, oh, this person stood out. They might be somebody to look at, to bring on because the audience really loved them because they got an opportunity to see them Mm -hmm. rather than just constantly being in a position where they're, you know, trying to get this person or that person. It's, they can, they can encourage like a, a growth of their own new talent, which I think is really cool. And I do think to a certain extent, like, there are so many fun secondary characters. And when you give them a little bit more space, they make the movies so much better because, you know, you've got the comedy when you actually get to know them. Like there's all of these aspects that just make it that much better. Um, no, I I agree with that statement. 100%. Can you, before Mm. we dive into the rat tail movie, which we're going to get to, uh, can you tell me how you got from sidekick to leading lady? Was that a push on your front from your people, your, your you know family? Was that just something where Hallmark was like, we've seen her in five of these. We got this script. Hey, Brittany, do you want to do this? And if that yes. was the, if that second thing was the case, then tell me about that mm-hmm. experience and how excited that was, so, exciting that was for you. That was the case. Um, and I was, I remember really distinctly, I was in London, England at the time. Um, and I was there working with, uh, this sounds so insane and I am aware of what I'm about to say. I was working with a trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. I know I had this weird injury when I graduated from high school. I did a movie. Really, I'll try a really long story short. It. Go I for it. was doing a movie and I was doing circus skills <laughs> and I had no upper body strength and my, my body dropped and my legs collapsed like this way. Oh, and no. I tore all the cartilage in my right hip. Um, so for about four years, I couldn't feel my right leg. Oh my god! So I was working with a personal trainer who was like really invested in helping me heal the like trauma of my past injury so that I could move forward with my life. So I was in England (laughs) working with this trainer. Um, and, uh, I was there and one of my very good friends, uh, Callum blue, who's been in a couple of these Hallmark movies as well. He's one of my very good friends. He and I were hanging out and we were like going on bike rides and we were talking about careers. And I was like, I just don't know. Like, you know, I haven't heard from anybody in a while. I'm getting a little anxious. Like I'm really hoping I get some more auditions. And then one night I got an email and it just said, hi, Brittany, we're really excited. We would like to offer you the leading role in our new movie that we're excited about holiday date. It's going to be a real comedy. We think you're perfect for it. And we would love for you to do it. We're going to email Michael. We're going to send through the script. Wow. Take a look at it. Let us know. And I just like, I just remember jumping up and down on my hotel bed. <laughs> That's so great. And like screaming. Like oh I felt like I was four years old and I just found out Santa was real. And like he was going to come hang out with me. Like Man. I was just like losing my mind. That makes me so um, happy, Brittany. I can't tell you. As someone you. who actually actively doesn't like these movies to hear that this story is happening. Like <laughs> legitimately. And that movie plays better as a screwball comedy and would have been a better movie had it been allowed to be fully fleshed out as a comedy. And that's we thanks so to pe- pe- doing the comedy stuff. like yeah. people like you involved in it and that that was your big, that's a great story. I love yeah. it. So you, you get that in, in 2019 and then, mm-hmm. which is, which is amazing. And then there's this mm-hmm. shakeup obviously on the network yeah. and then we don't see you until now. Yeah. Did you, and we don't need to get into the logistics, get as much into it as you want to, but it seems to me like somehow you <laughs> got lo- like somehow you got lost in the shuffle. Like, you know, I think there were a lot with the shakeup. There's a lot of people that are really valuable to the network. Like Lacey Chabert. Right. She is a star. She is so loved by everyone. She works so hard. She is quite literally the nicest person alive. She seems it. She really truly is like, and I say this all the time, but you can say every nice thing on the planet about Lacey. 
if there were more nice things to say, they would apply. Like just <laughs> wow. like she, it, it, it's, I don't understand how she is as <laughs> wonderful as she is, but she truly, truly is. And in shaking things up in, in navigating a new, a new normal, especially with COVID, you know, we're dealing with not being able to film. We're dealing with um, not being able to get people across the border or getting people across the border and having to keep them there. Um, the priority was making sure that the familiarity, in my opinion, of course, I'm not on the inside, so I don't right. know, but I think the priority was making sure that the familiarity was there while making steps to make the changes that they wanted to make. Sure. And I think that they're doing such an incredible job and I'm just really glad to be back with them. Um, I'm so excited that they wanted to take a dog or a tale of love on. Um, and yeah, I, I honestly like, it was a weird couple of years just in general. I think right. like the idea of going anywhere and being around people and working was really jarring. And um, yeah, I just kept my head up and kept working and I knew when the time was right, that something was going to come again or never. And I was going to be poor and broken living in a, in a refrigerator on the side of the street, but you know, either way it was going to be fun. or really either or yeah. in, uh, yeah. in the, the, the period of time, it looks like mm -hmm. just judging off covers, you did a couple of these type of movies I that did, yeah. didn't, didn't make it to Hallmark. I imagine they no. went somewhere. Um, yeah. Is that the story of this one, the tale of the tale time, um, or was this always <laughs> meant to be for Hallmark? Cause I know sometimes, so, sometimes it starts off as something and then Hallmark's like, we want in on this action type of deal. Yeah. So this one was sort of a passion project um, that my parents had taken on and we really loved the idea of working on it together. So we did it more of an independent story, but Hallmark was aware of it. Um, but we just made it and then said, okay, we'll just figure out where it makes sense and who wants it and where its home should be. And Hallmark was the company that wanted it uh, the most. And so they were the ones that ended up with it. And we're all really excited about the fact that it did because um, this is the first time I've been a lead in a movie that my parents have worked on. That's yeah. Great. Um, yeah. And my dad was the director. My mom was a writer. Like right. wow. it was one of those things where it was such a family affair. And then, you know, we got to, you mentioned earlier, um, Martin Short and all of those incredible comedians. Jane Eastwood was wow. one of those comedians. She yeah. was with them. She was, you know, running on, um, all of those comedy shows and she like, she was roommates with half of them. Martin Short's her best friend. They have cottages that face each other. Like mm. she was the person that they brought in to play my grandmother. That's and unbelievable. I was like so excited. And we just got to sort of like create this beautiful project that we could all work on together. Man. And yeah, it was super exciting. And like, it just, I don't know. We just sort of ran with it and we said, you know what, it's, we're going to make it the best we can make it. And hopefully it finds a home somewhere wonderful. And, um, I, I think it's kind of the perfect film for Hallmark. Um, and hopefully the audiences love it. Even you. <laughs> I mean, there's a, listen, the thing you got going for you, you don't is have to, it's okay. The there's, there's, there's heck of dogs. I am a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge dog. And it's not just heck of dogs. They're rescue dogs. Yeah. I'm, I'm, there's so much, there's, it's yeah. a heck of dogs movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heck of dogs. That's I what have, it should have been called. It should have been heck of dogs. Heck of dogs. Heck of dogs, heck of dogs in the rat tail. That's a <laughs> radio <laughs> show <laughs> that is a uh, different. Really, mean, it's a morning zoo I'm show. I'm here for that. Yeah. I love um, that. No, How did, uh, yeah. McNally get involved in it? Cause obviously at this point he's a Hallmark staple with one calls the heart. Yeah. But how did he get involved yeah. in the project? Um, so my dad was looking at who was going to be the best option for Jr. Um, as the director, he was really integral in figuring out who everybody was going to be. And with my mom, who was his co-producer pretty much all the time, it's, I don't know how they do it, but they do it together all the time. God bless um, and, uh, yeah, so they were sort of just looking at who would make the most sense. And I think the, the preference was always Chris, um, everyone thought he would be perfect. And, uh, when the offer went out to him and he accepted, I mean, everyone was just so excited and Chris brought so much to the film. He's he, such a mean guy though. You know, like it's hard to work with prima Donna, like, you know, very high maintenance. I can't and very unattractive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just Gross. an uggo, just a like, real uggo. 
he's hard to look at and he's an awful person. Yeah, so, it's crazy. You know, it's no just crazy. fun at all. Thank God yeah. for the dogs. <laughs> or else this would have been hell on earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't use that sound bite in and of itself. Oh, we're going to we're gonna send it right over to him. Hey, yeah. man, this is he off the record. Think it's hilarious. You need, you need to know. <laughs> the yeah. thing that's so great about Chris is he's, it's like such a, a he's smooth. You know what I mean? Like there's something about the way that he is. It's like, I'm, I feel better now that you're here. It like just, he's a very comforting soul. Mm -hmm. Calm, feel, cool, it, collect. Yeah. If it, it feels yeah. that way. So I'm, I, yeah, I'm very excited about this movie. What? Yeah. He was great. And he brought so much to it too. Like we would sit down together and read through the script and make our own little notes and make sure that we knew why certain things were happening. And, you know, for military stuff, he was really making sure that he was on top of making sure it was all right and done well. And yeah. So you are doing great. one more question about Taylor love. You're doing a movie mm -hmm. about rescue dogs and the troops. Yep. So mm -hmm. we are really doing it right here. Like this, is, yeah. these are two of the like linchpins of TV movie emotions right here. Like this yeah. is, <laughs> and you've put them together in one movie, which I believe Mark Declan and Dana McKellar did a movie that involved a vet, a, a, some sort of troop dog combo, but this, mm. this is like, I mean, you're, you're playing with some pretty heavy emotions here. Was there any like yeah. looking in to make sure we, we have a good balance of like when to hit those emotional notes because with dogs and troops, I mean, good gracious, the movie could turn into a cry fest really quickly. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't go too heavy into anything, which I think is sort of like the perfect yeah. space yes. is it's all touched on. We talk about all of it. We talk about, you know, we ha we slightly touch on the fact that there are soldiers that have PTSD and having rescue dogs is helpful. Um, that these dogs have been to war and they, you know, they themselves could have PTSD and they need to be in supportive households and they need to be given the space to just be dogs. And we talk about what it is to be somebody who's in the military and how tough that can be on your love life or, or being near your parents when they're, you know, passing away or whatever. And there's, there's, there's quite a bit of, we touch on it, but we don't dive too deep into it to keep that focus on moving forward and individual vulnerability and falling in love. And, you know, we, we tried to do it all while keeping it as light as possible so that it would still fit with the uplifting feeling of a lot of these films, but also, Shining a light on all of it. Fantastic. Do we, see, we did that. do we see McNally in a uniform? I don't think so. Son of a gun. Which you had is one such job. A you had one job. Listen, you know what? We got we got a couple days. Yeah. We got, we got a couple <laughs> That's days. Right. So let me just see Reshoots him in reshoot front of a green screen. Quick. I think Chris might be available. He's not busy <laughs> no. working on like 800 shows right no. now or anything. He's no, fine. Yeah. For sure. He'll do we'll it. figure it out. We'll He'll get one in there try. for you. Um, before <laughs> I let you go, the last thing that I see on your IMDb is uh, Home for a Royal Heart, which is uh, yeah. a movie that I'm sure is, is uh, trying to find a home right now as well, would be my it guess. It is, yeah. But a royal movie uh, back, you know, we had the Palace ice skating movie. The Christmas at the Palace. Yeah. Who doesn't Panda's love that? Me. Panda, <laughs> who's not here today, loves royal movies. He does. So I know he's personally well, rooting for this one. Well... I look forward to hearing what he thinks. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. When it eventually Isn't comes Isn't there out. some ballet in Christmas at the Palace of some sort? Like, th th did you get to There's do... There's figure skating. Yeah. Did you get to do any figure of that? Were you, were you able to skate or are you just ballet? No, I... Um, I'm just going to tell you how cool I was during it. Uh, <laughs> as a competitive figure skater who was yeah. on a synchronized skating team. Yeah, you were. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Ballet, yeah. Synchro, skating. Synchro skating. Yeah. I mean, and so they didn't use any doubles for you. It was all you. We did have a skating double just in case. But when I got to Romania for shooting that film, I met with the skating instructor and I said, I brought my own skates. They're in my suitcase. I want to come to the arena and I would like to practice whatever you want me to do for the next a million days until and like on my lunch breaks, I will skate like we'll just I want to be able to do it myself. Um, so I was able to do all my own skating, but they did have a double there just in case. Um, but I ended up doing it all myself. Dude, you've had some really pretty fun. sweet on location movies. Yeah. Which one's the I best? I really have. Um, I think South Africa takes the cake yeah. in terms of locations, but I've been really lucky. I've shot in Romania, Belgium, 
Iceland, South Africa. Sheesh. Lucky duck. And then like North Bay, Ontario. Right, which is... No offense to North no. Bay, but it's not South Africa. No, I mean, North <laughs> Bay, you know. What are you going to yeah. do? Is the, uh, the new Royal movie, is that on location or is that all set? We shot that one in Hamilton, Ontario. Ooh. Um, yeah. Not throwing away yeah. your shot. <laughs> See what you did there. Thank you. It's a no, Hamilton. it's really great. It's really it was good, good stuff, man. Um, there's some really beautiful spots in Hamilton. Um, yeah, of but course. yeah, we shot that in Hamilton. Of course, great. Uh, well, we will end with the rapid fire. We'll each get to ask oh, you God. three random questions, you and you have to answer as quickly and honestly as possible. More, okay, more about honesty and less about speed. We'll just try. take your time. Don't yeah. you don't need to get. Oh, flustered. see, I was hoping I could go really fast and just lie to you. Well, that's fine too. Whatever, well, you can do whatever that. tickles your fancy. Yeah. Whatever tickles your fancy. No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll be honest. Dana, um, the best meal, uh, and you said you're from Toronto. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. The best meal mm -hmm. in Toronto that you can eat. Uh, there's a really incredible restaurant called Taroni. Um, I think there's also one in LA, um, but they have a pasta that is called Geppetto. Okay. And it has like dandelion greens and cheese and sausage and it's delicious. Wow. That does sound I'm going to go with that because it just popped into my head and clearly I'm craving pasta. I love it. I'm you very say hungry. Pasta, pasta. pasta. Is it pasta? Pa pasta. Pasta. Is, I don't know. Yeah. Is that how the Canadians say it? It's pasta? Pasta. Pasta. It's pa <laughs> it sounds like it's, that sounds kind of southern. Pasta. Give, me, yeah. give me that pasta. Some of them pasta. I Italian food yeah. is what I like. <laughs> give me that good. Give me that good. Good. Yeah, that pasta. Canada, up here in Canada. At least I Canada. didn't say quesadillas are my that's, favorite. That's right. That's, that's right. Bad. True story. Um, your favorite cartoon growing up? Um, that's a very good question. We're, we I grew like up so together, so I feel like yeah. we have a similar taste in cartoons. I liked so many, um, but I think Animaniacs mm -hmm. is okay. probably going to okay. take the cake for me because yes. every day I would come home from school and I got to eat a spoonful of peanut butter because I was obsessed with peanut butter. And I would sit in front of the TV and watch Animaniacs and eat peanut butter. Or just a spoon. spoonful of peanut butter in your yeah. hand. Man. It's living right there. It's adorable. Aside from the new <laughs> Chris McNally, Bristow produced, directed uh, Rat Tail film, is uh, what is your what is your favorite Hallmark movie that you have been a part of uh, that you are most proud of, or, or Hallmark just, adjacent, or no, no, no. Maybe I want the one okay. that's been on the network that you've been a part that's of that fair. is the thing that is most either most memorable, favorite, or just the one you would recommend. Any of those are fine. I think um, most, can I give two? Sure. Okay. So most memorable for me and most exciting for me was Holiday Date. Um, just because it was right. my first foray being a lead. It was my first opportunity to sort of, you know, go to set and be the person that was in charge of setting the tone and everything. Um, but then uh, my other favorite, I think I would have to say is Love on Safari. Yeah, right. I'd love it. Fair enough. I mean, and with yeah. holiday day, you got to literally teach somebody about Christmas. It's never heard of it before. Yeah. So yeah. never heard of it. And, and that's got everyone's to watch dream. Bruce Boxleitner eat donuts for like four hours until he wanted to blow up all things that had sugar in them. Bruce Boxleitner really is a national treasure. Was he? Did he just keep eating the donuts? He didn't do like yeah. A he thought it would be really funny if he did this thing and like took a bite because it was supposed to get on his, the sugar was supposed yeah. to get on his face. And he was like, if I take a really big bite and it's like everywhere, it'd be so funny. And then we had for some reason, like <laughs> something happened and we had to keep shooting it. And then like, because that's the scene where the person runs in, there's the two Joel's, oh, um, or yeah. the not Joel's, the two Ethan's. Yeah. And uh, he runs in because of the angle we were shooting that at, Bruce had to keep eating the donuts. That's funny. Through like all of the coverage of that scene too. So by the end of the day, he'd had like 30 donuts and he was yes. like, I swear. It's the one no time, ho it's the one time Hallmark gave you more than like 10 minutes. That's to right. Shoot a yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked <laughs> Take all as day long as you want. Yeah. Oh, Bruce is still eating donuts. <laughs> yeah. Keep shooting. Yeah. yeah um, it was very funny. My son also loves to eat spoonfuls of peanut butter. Yeah. Um, what's, your go, what's your go? What's your go-to peanut butter, and is it creamy or crunchy? Creamy. What kind? Uh, creamy. Any 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 creamy peanut butter. <laughs> creamy any creamy. It doesn't matter. Creamy, creamy. I don't I don't care. I uh, hate crunchy peanut butter. Peanut butter, and it's creamy. It will go on a spoon and go in my face. Yeah, I don't want crunchy peanut butter. And I don't want pulp in my orange juice. 
I will eat stuff that has peanut butter and is crunchy, but crunchy peanut butter doesn't work. That's right. Why is that? It just, you are then tasked with doing the job of the people who make the peanut butter. Yeah. What are we doing? I, I want it to be peanut butter when it enters my yeah. mouth. Yeah. I don't want to have to facilitate the making I of think like taking, peanut butter. I think butter is not crunchy and we think butter and then crunch happens and we're like, no. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you yeah. have a recipe with pretzels, it's good. Right. If I take a pretzel and I'm scooping it out good. of the jar, I'm happy as a daisy. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. a Sunday. On a Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you were a film. You said you studied film. Film briefly. <laughs> I did. Correct. Correct. Yeah. This is kind of a two-parter. I want your most okay. memorable movie-going experience to the theater and the director okay. in in your wildest dreams of the director you'd most like to work for. Oh. <sighs> I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a moment to to figure that one out. Um, I think most memorable movie going experience. I just keep thinking of something that's funny, which is really okay. Ridiculous. That's fine. I need to think of something that's like good and sophisticated. No, 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 um, no, no. Like you as a kid, like people have these old people have these memories of seeing Star yeah. Wars. You know, there's like this is like, yeah. like do you old have something, like, you know, something like that? I loved, I loved Star Wars. I also really loved James Bond movies growing up. My dad would always take me to see James Bond. Okay, that's um, great. Yeah, I. I was, okay, I wasn't in theaters, but I was obsessed with the Indiana Jones movies. Okay. Like, yeah. obsessed. Same. Like, my sister had the box DVD set, and mm -hmm. I would sneak into her room in the morning at, like, 4 o'clock and take them and go downstairs and watch the Temple of Doom by yeah. myself wow. at, like, 4 in the morning because yeah. I was a crazy child. That's wild. Um, But that's not a movie going. That's fine. We'll but take I, it. I loved, loved those and honestly there's so many directors that i would like to work with it's um i would really love to work with sarah Pauly. she's also canadian but she's an incredible filmmaker um god there's so many like all of the, all of the greats all the greats fair enough you all the greats all of them you might not have all an answer them. for this um because okay. i mean i don't know how often you're sitting down watching Hallmark Channel. But do you have somebody, if I were to say, who's the next Brittany Bristow? Who's going from supporting to lead or who should go from supporting to lead next in the Hallmark universe? There are so many people who are the ones that should be going. Um, but I'm going to answer very selfishly, but also because I believe this with my whole heart. Um, there is an incredible actress named Tara Joshi. She happens to be my best friend, um, in real life. And she is so funny and so talented. And I am just waiting for her to get her starring moment because when it happens, I, I don't foresee it ever ending for her. Wow. Um, and she's played the best friend in a lot of these and she's just so good. And I, I want her. I mean, she's writing her own right now. All right. Shout out um, to and there's Tara. Some very, there's some very exciting people interested in making this movie. Oh, which, she's wonderful. Yeah. I've seen her in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So she's my best friend in real life. In real life. Um, In real life and in the movies. She did Shit's Creek. She did one episode. Yeah. 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 That's Canadian. But she's, she's great. And yeah. um, I would love to see her as a leading I lady. love it. That's a great answer. Boom. Boom. We Thank did it. Brittany, we did it. You are just a treasure. Thank you so much for doing this. You're so wonderful. You need to come back Thank and join you. us. You'd also be great reviewing a movie Ooh, with us. Do you want to review a movie with us? Yeah. Over, over the holidays. When? when should we do it? Tomorrow? Yeah. Just kidding. Do you want to, do you no, want to review your I'm own busy. movie? You want to review your <laughs> <No>. own movie? <laughs> She's like, no, 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 no. That's like, uh, that's like a red carpet LA <laughs> experience. Whoever you don't the want, lead no. was crushed it. She was so good. I mean, only if all of you promised to compliment me the whole time. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Then I'll come. We would never. That's that's Dan's that's Dan's MO. Dan. 100%. Um uh the the Rat Tail uh, gang uh comes out on Sunday or Saturday, Saturday at 8 on the Hallmark Channel. Hallmark Channel. Uh can't wait for it, Brittany. This has been so much fun and may Thank we be the first so to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <gasps> Thank you.
Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.